first and foremost, yes, they get to see the coffee get brewed. They get to smell the coffee while it's being made and all that. It's also a chance for the person brewing the coffee to, to have a conversation with the guest and talk to them about the coffee. You know, you can actually talk to them about the origins of the beans and, you know, all of the love that goes in before it's even roasted. First of all, let's start with saying that coffee is probably the only ingredient that would be served in every single restaurant in the world. So everybody, every chef has at some point to consider coffee and ask himself what they want to do with coffee. Restaurants at the top of the game are really taking their sourcing today more seriously than ever and I think Within that specialty brands, you know, we really can support these brands, deliver what they're looking for. Welcome back to the Fifth Wave podcast. I'm Jeffrey Young, Editor-in-Chief of Coffee Business Magazine, Fifth Wave. Fine dining chefs pride themselves on the creation of inventive recipes, careful selection of ingredients, and immaculate food presentation. However, up until only a few years ago, when it came to the final taste sensation on their customers' lips, only a handful of chefs treated coffee with the same care and attention as with their food. Fortunately, things have begun to shift, and shift dramatically. The specialty coffee movement has brought with it huge changes in public appreciation and expectations around coffee quality. And some of the world's finest dining establishments are now treating their coffee programs with the same reverence as with wine. Today, we'll explore the new role for coffee in the fine dining world. What can fine dining teach the coffee industry? And in what ways can the coffee industry help fine dining establishments to elevate their coffee offering to the same heights as their food? We speak with two formidable coffee roasters operating this space, Le Manufacture, a partnership between Chef Alain Ducasse and Lavazza. Plus, Origin Coffee Roasters, a high-end specialty coffee roaster serving fine establishments in the UK. But we start with a renowned restaurateur, Soren Lede, general manager of Copenhagen's Geranium, currently the number one restaurant in the world according to the 50 Best Awards. Soren founded this three Michelin-style restaurant 15 years ago with co-founder and head chef Rasmus Kofod. A meal at Geranium approaches $1,000 per head, and over many hours you'll be treated to a locally sourced culinary experience with dishes such as geranium artichoke and pickled walnut, quail with thyme seeds, berries and pine nuts, along with carefully curated wine pairings. Let's hear from Soren, who also manages the front of house on how he delivers a tantalizing coffee experience at the end of each meal. Welcome, Soren. Thank you, thank you, and pleasure to be here. When you started it, what was the vision of Geranium? Rasmus and I have been working together in many various restaurants for almost 30 years. And uh, in all honesty and fairness, we got fired from a big hotel chain because we didn't want to do cafe food in the restaurant. We had ambitions with the restaurant and wanted to do a great restaurant. So we got laid off there. It's a famous hotel in Copenhagen called Down the Tear. That was, a, that was a fun story. And we got fired from one of the oldest fish restaurants in Copenhagen back in 2002 because the that new owner of the restaurant thought we made gay food. We loved the fact that we did that because, I mean, our food is uh, 
feminine and light and delightful and yeah. whatnot. So it was a different time back then. Um, I don't think that, that would have been a, a viable reason to, to fire somebody today. But uh, <laughs> nevertheless, it all led to us at sitting in 2006 going, wow, we got to open our own restaurant where we can set the premises ourselves and just evolve slowly with healthy intentions and making a healthy business model and just grow from there. And, you know, we always wanted to use organic, biodynamic, or uh, produce made that way with respect for the people behind the produce. So that's how Geranium started. We never sat down and said, well, we have to have Michelin stars. We have to be on the world's 50 best list and all of that. That just came as, you know, we, we progressed and evolved. So topic of the day here is coffee. How important is coffee to the menu at Geranium? Coffee is an important part of our menu. And it's something we've always taken serious. A lot of restaurants around the world don't take coffee serious enough. They focus on the food, they focus on the wine. And then when it comes to coffee, they just have some poor machine brewing coffee for them or not paying attention to details or just buying bad beans off of some commercial brand. Coffee for us was always about making sure that the coffee was, a, was an integral part of the menu in the sense that, you know, food is quite light and acidic and fresh. And uh, once you get to the coffee, yes, it will be served with some chocolates, but there'll be freshness, fruitiness, acidity there. So it's important to us that coffee and tea, for that matter, was a part of that. And it wasn't like overshadowing the menu or destroying your palate. So coffee has always been a very big part of what we do. And when you're selecting a coffee supplier, what are the considerations? When we first started Geranium, we worked with uh, an organic roastery that imported coffee from South America and Africa, and it was all good. But at some point, we were approached by the coffee collective in Copenhagen, and they approached me and said, this is how we run the business. You know, we contact what we consider the best collectives around the world that grow beans. We purchase the beans from them at a higher price than anybody else, making sure that we can select the best beans and at the same time, improving their way of living, ensuring that the future of them being able to supply beans at a good quality to the coffee collective was there. So establishing a healthy, sustainable relationship with these farmers. And I was so much into that idea. So I said, well, let's do this. And so I sat down with yeah. them and we looked at what different options there were from South America, Africa, and we kind of settled on some Kenyan beans and we made a, a special roast that was light, but not too light. One of the coffees that we make for our guests is a pour over coffee. Pour over coffees has been known to be light, acidic, mm. fruity. And I didn't want the coffee to be too light and I didn't want it to be too dark either. It was about finding the right yeah. balance. So we made a special roast with them and I've basically been using that for almost 10 years now. Are you serving espressos? Are you serving flat whites or, and all that kind of beverages as well? 
well, you know, we don't serve flat whites and uh, we don't make cappuccinos and whatnot. We do make an espresso. And, uh, and yeah. the way we, we make it, we use the Flare 58. So the Flare 58 is a hand-brewed machine so we can brew the coffee in front of our guests. I know that a lot of baristas will go, oh my God, how can you do that? And it's, yeah. it's all to do with my own feeling about coffee, you know. When I wake up in the morning, the first thing I'll do is uh, I'll get my kids some food. Next thing I'll do, I'll, I'll brew a cup of coffee. And uh, one thing I love about coffee is smelling the coffee while I'm brewing it. Like, you know, just the yeah. smell in the kitchen while I'm brewing the coffee is so amazing. Yeah. And I think that's a big part of brewing coffee. You're waiting for it to be done and you're smelling it so your expectations are higher. And I feel it should be the same in the restaurant. So we brew the coffee all the time in front of the guests, whether it's pour over or it's the espresso. And then there's obviously that sense of theater and the, the customers being engaged in the coffee making process, you know, in front of their eyes. Exactly. And there are a few things behind the philosophy of that. First and foremost, yes, they get to see the coffee get brewed. They get to smell the coffee while it's being made and all that. It's also a chance for the person brewing the coffee to, to have a conversation with the guest and talk to them about the coffee. You know, you can actually talk to them about the origins of the beans and all of the love that goes into just, you know, before it's even roasted. And then it's, it's an old thing, you know. It's like if you go to a restaurant and have a crepe sousette, which is basically just yeah. flambéed pancakes with vanilla ice cream. It's nothing yeah. particularly amazing if you just have it served, but because it's flambéed right in front of you and you're in love with those pancakes even before you yeah. put them in your mouth. So same goes with yeah. the coffee. And so no milk on your coffee menu whatsoever? Well, we do serve some milk on the side. But for most people, I mean, the way that the coffee collective and we have decided to roast the beans, the coffee is, I mean, we always, if somebody says, oh, can I, you know, I'd like some milk in my coffee. I said, well, we're going to serve you some milk on the side, but please do taste the coffee before you pour the milk in because it's not yeah. like your average filter coffee from a machine or, you know, an espresso mm. longo or something that where you almost need milk just to balance out. Yeah. So what's the secret to getting that level of excellence day in, day out as, as a sort of an owner entrepreneur? I think it's, uh, it's about creating the right environment. When I grew up as a chef, because I was trained chef before front of house and some and all of that. When I was uh, growing up uh, as, a, as a young chef, I worked in London and, you know, it's all about screaming, shouting. It wasn't pleasant working in kitchens back then. And for an odd reason, the people who owned those restaurants couldn't understand why the people didn't want to be there for very long. You know, because mm. that's, that's how the business is. It's not how the business is. You can make a business creating an amazing place where people actually want to go to work. And if people want to go to work, they'll bring their passion. And uh, if you let them, if you give them responsibility to evolve that passion into something that works for geranium, well, you can do great things. 
And as someone who's created, uh, you know, absolutely a sublime experience and best restaurant in the world, are there any learnings out there for hospitality professionals of what you might have done differently? I would have wished that I had learned earlier that I had a voice. I think a lot of people who start out in hospitality, they get afraid to speak up. And uh, if you don't speak up, nobody will ever know that you have an opinion. But when you start out in hospitality and you know you start at a very good restaurant, you know, famous chefs and you, there's a hierarchy and whatnot, you're afraid to say, you just say, well, yes, chef and whatnot. And that doesn't bring anything good. I yeah. wish that I had learned that I could speak up, that I could speak my mind and, and be allowed to do so. And I think a lot of restaurateurs are missing that point, like listen to what the people that works for you are saying. You might actually learn something every day if, you're, if you listen hard enough. <laughs> Amazing. Well, Soren, thanks so much for joining us here today. You're welcome. It was my pleasure. It was fascinating to hear how Soren brings the coffee ritual, including espresso, right to the guests' tables. Showing the coffee being prepared while the server explains the provenance elevates the entire coffee experience to exceptional new heights. Now we speak with Olivier Felus, General Manager at La Manufacture, a joint venture between Lavazza and world-renowned chef Alain Ducasse. With a growing number of their own cafes across Europe, La Manufacture also services a number of fine dining establishments, including obviously all Alain Ducasse restaurants and high-end fashion brands with roasted specialty coffee, equipment consultancy and training. So welcome to Fifth Wave. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Hi, Jeffrey. So maybe to set the stage a little bit, what was the norm 10 years ago for fine dining restaurants in France when it came to coffee? When we started working on the coffee project with Monsieur Ducasse, 70%, 70% of the French Michelin-style restaurants were serving Nespresso coffee. What I'm saying is that those people were competing on everything else but coffee because they were serving the same. And that was kind of a nonsense. What do you think that is? I would say the first reason why everybody was doing the same was more or less the mindset. Like nobody was really paying attention because coffee was a price-oriented or equipment-oriented market, right? Everybody would buy the coffee to the roaster that was able to provide them with the machine. And so it was not really like quality and final product was not really the challenge in the very first place. And then the main reason, to be honest, I think it's really difficult. It's tough. Like even Mr. Ducasse, who's, who's, I mean, never scared of nothing. He's always telling all his chefs, like, if you want to make a perfect coffee, there is 100 things, literally 100 things that you need to pay attention to. So it's yeah. really complicated, really complicated. So what's the vision of La Manufacture? Why did Alan Ducasse and Lavazza decide to create this collaboration? Mr. Giuseppe Lavazza and, and Mr. Alain Ducasse met five years ago in a dinner. And they realized that even though they were coming from two different, very different worlds, they had the exact same intuition about where the market was going. They both believed that in 20 years, everybody's going to drink good, sustainable coffee. People would know, like they know for wine, they would know the origins, they would know what they're drinking, they would know the varietals. They both think and believe that the market is going there. Yeah. So they said, why not trying to do it together? What typically have you seen as the the role of coffee in hospitality venues and, and how are you aiming to change that? 
First of all, let's start with saying that coffee is probably the only ingredient that would be served in every single restaurant in the world. So everybody, every chef has at some point to consider coffee and ask himself what they want to do with coffee. So our first mission was to give them some personality, some character, because they want to do things differently, right? They want to have their own cups, their own plates. So we see this concern growing. And we've been lucky enough to work with culinary heroes, like our coffees are every day at Michel Gerard. This man has been three Michelin stars for almost 45 years now. We have been working with Hélène Darroze, for instance, and she's, she's, she's obtaining a new Michelin star every year. Like, oh, wow. I don't know where she's going to stop, but we have made a very special, specific coffee for her. Mm -hmm. Fermented coffee in Armagnac. Wow. I mean, her family was actually doing Armagnac in Southern France. I went to, to have dinner there and she had a great coffee, obviously, but it was, it could have been anybody's coffee. And we talked with her and we said, yeah. I mean, with Monsieur Ducasse, with Veda, our roster, we said, okay, how could we create something that is typically yours that nobody else would be able to mm -hmm. do? And so we ship our coffee to her family wow. in Southern France. Yeah. We live it in the Armagnac barrel wow. and then we roast it. And there is some kind of almost like a memory of Armagnac when you drink it. It's unreal. Like the coffee is way more complex that way. And not only it's a good coffee, but it's great for the storytelling when she talks to the client at the end of the dinner. Mm -hmm. It's specific. It's also, it makes sense with everything that's around. She's mm -hmm. not only drinking a very good Ethiopian coffee or coffee from Bolivia. It's exactly the coffee that comes naturally at the end of a meal experience at yeah. her restaurant, which I think is, is the aim. Like it's the goal is when the coffee makes sense in yeah. this environment. Is this happening elsewhere where chefs are in fine dining establishments are wanting this individual coffee? Yes. I think, first of all, there's something specific about fine dining is it's mostly a dinner experience more than lunch, yeah. which means less coffee usually in most countries. That would be one of the reasons why they're paying less attention to coffee sometimes. That being said, I think that now they are realizing that everything has to be perfect, really everything. And perfect means different. So we have many, many chefs calling us and trying to offer their clients a different coffee experience. I can tell that it's getting there. Obviously, it's not easy because if you want to do your own coffee experience, I mean, there's a million questions you ask yourself. Machine, cup, coffee, how you want to talk about it, the extraction, everything. So it's complicated. And, and also the new generation that's coming up, they are asking like, what is this coffee? While probably in the previous generation, people would just ask for a coffee, like any coffee. Yeah. So coffee is a bit specific. People were less demanding about coffee. And mm -hmm. I think this is changing with the new wow. generation. A typical client, especially in fine dining, what are fine dining clients looking for in their coffee supplier? I would say, even though it might sound a bit disappointing, that the first thing is reliability in terms of operations. I mean, you have to be reliable, right? And if you have 50 coffees to serve, the 50 coffees need to be at the same level. It's the average level. So I think that's where it starts. Yeah. Then they are always trying to see how the coffee could be more in line with what they're offering. Like if they are into fermentation, if they are into this new fine dining, I would say, obviously it would make more sense to have a fermented coffee. 
Yeah. If you are an Italian restaurant, maybe it's nice to have like a little bit darker roasted blend. Obviously, yeah. then third step, there's a money conversation because if it's a great coffee, but it's 100 euro per kilo, it's never going to work. Right. And then you have all the questions about like the machines, is the machine in the dining room or is it in the back of the house with the client seats? I mean, who is going to use it? Is it the bar? I mean, first thing we do is we always, I mean, we have a tough job. First thing we do is we go there and we have dinner there. We okay. leave the, we leave the experience. Nice <laughs> and, and, uh, and once you have lived experience, like you have, you, you go back to the manufacturer and we have a meeting together and we're trying to, to bring up to the clients after a few days kind of a, I mean, a plan like, okay, that's the product, that's the machine, that's the service. This is the cup, 360 coffee solution. And do you think chefs generally are giving enough attention still, even in this world today, to the importance of coffee? Yeah, I think now they, they are. They do now. I think they have to. Coffee has become a very popular product, like... You can have a coffee conversation with friends of yours, uh, like you would have a wine conversation or a, a craft beer conversation 10 years ago. I think we are there now. So looking ahead, what's the future for La, La Manufacture? We are expanding to new countries. Yeah. And the uh, new regions also in France. And then we are going to keep on growing like because yeah. we are trying to convince new clients that, I mean, maybe it's time to give up on the single serve and switch to beans. Okay. Our promise is to make uh, beans coffee as simple as single serve. But there's a lot of uh, meetings to do and a lot of people to convince and it's, uh, mm -hmm. it's a lot of work. So that's what we are dedicated our attention to at the moment. Thanks for joining us here today on Fifth Wave. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. So speaking with Olivier, it's clear to me that fine dining is upping its coffee game. Chefs yearn for coffees that pair harmoniously with their gastronomic concepts. And today, it's important for many chefs that the coffee itself is as unique as their menu. To finish this episode, we speak with Miles Shapcock, commercial director at Origin, a Cornwall-based coffee roastery who work with fine dining establishments such as Two Starred Restaurant Story in London and Rick Stein's Restaurant Group. Origin also operates six of their own retail sites and has around 500 wholesale clients. Welcome, Miles. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, today's topic is restaurants and coffee, in particular, sort of the finer end of the restaurant market. Are restaurants an important part of your business? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, in terms of B2B, you know, we've got nearly 500 customers now. I would say restaurants and restaurant groups sort of take up about up to 10% of that share. And, and that's growing. And I think we're seeing restaurants really take it seriously and maybe traditional coffee culture kind of changing. You find just in general that restaurant groups thinking that high quality specialty coffee is a hard sell. Are you noting that there is this huge demand for making their coffee better at restaurant level? I think it depends on, on where within the restaurant scene you know, we work with a, an amazing two-star in Bermondsey Way called Restaurant Story. You know, they're brewing Chemexes at the table and that whole theatre and, you know, using some of our amazing seasonal feature coffees and brewing them right there in front of the customer. That restaurant and that consumer buys into that whole concept and 
I think we're always going to see that. And I think on the sort of mainstream level, we're, we're definitely, you know, coffee culture is developing year by year. And I think we're seeing people drink more coffee throughout the day, better quality coffee, care a lot more about provenance, sustainability. The, the expectations of the customer going into the restaurant is now higher. As a company that's providing your coffee to restaurants, what are they looking for from you? Primarily, they're looking for an amazing product. Roasted beautifully, sourced beautifully, and hopefully, fingers crossed, if we all do our jobs, tastes incredible when it's in the cup and being served to that, that restaurant guest. Generally, it's a lot harder than that in terms of execution. And I think just generally the restaurant scene, they're looking for training and equipment and technical support and consultation and various things that will allow them to execute that coffee in the best way. And what would a training program look like? A typical training program for a big restaurant group could be lots of on-site training, some real development training from bringing front of house staff from no coffee experience background and taking them all the way through to more advanced sessions, you know, at our education center in Southwark, and then maybe through SEA training and really taking them through that journey to make sure that they are really enthused about coffee itself and the journey and development that they're going through. So you mentioned sourcing, that restaurant groups are really wanting the sourcing to be as good as possible. Can you unpack that idea? I think there can't be any compromise, can there? So I think whether you're talking about food, you're talking about coffee, you're talking about wine, you're talking about provenance, you know, restaurants at the top of their game are really taking their sourcing today more seriously than ever. And I think within that, specialty brands, you know, we really can support these brands, um, deliver what they're looking for. And yeah, I just think there's such alignment between any food mm -hmm. that's being sourced from a restaurant. There should be no compromise. From your view, what will be sort of nirvana of fine dining coffee program? It really depends on which area of the scene that you know we're talking about and i think maybe five eight years ago i remember when i got into coffee sort of eight years ago certain restaurants were getting super excited about brewing some of the most insane coffees and it's great to get excited but i think at the same time consistency is everything and i think one of the aspects i think we're learning is people and businesses and restaurant businesses that we're working with they ultimately just want consistency right. in what they're brewing and what they're serving that customer and i think now we're seeing a slight step away from serving the coffees that get us super excited and the sort of super complex espressos or filters and this that and the other i think now consistency is everything and i think that you know we can deliver that through our training and really strong equipment and those types of investments and i think today that's ever more important i think again with that staffing issue within hospitality yeah consistency is what it's all about and what would you say are some of the trends that you're seeing coming out of restaurants? I think now I'm seeing a lot more consideration towards automation. I think that then again links with consistency. I think different types of equipment, there's certain brands coming onto the market which are allowing a more automated process. And I think post-COVID, we're seeing a lot more of that where people don't want to be brewing, let's say, a Chemex or a V60 at the table or brewing a manual espresso on a manual machine for people maybe are considering beans to cup machines that brew exceptional quality now and i think we are seeing those kind of trends come forward at the moment 
there a role for capsules in upper establishments? <laughs> um, I think it depends on a lot of things. If you asked me that question five years ago, I would have given you a different answer than today. And I think Nespresso have great capability with that type of offering in terms of the machine and that they use with some of the larger restaurants in and around the UK. But I think for brands such as Origin, the Capsules is a great product for direct-to-consumer, which is really, really popular. But I think within wholesale, within restaurants for us, in terms of the equipment that's readily available at the moment, it's quite a difficult offering to execute B2B. Great. Thanks so much, Miles, for joining us here on Fifth Wave. Cheers. Thanks so much for having me. Miles points to a big opportunity for specialty roasting brands who want to expand into the fine dining space. High-end restaurants are very focused on provenance, which marries very well with the specialty coffee's focus on traceability and transparency. As a former fine dining chef myself from way back, it's clear to me that we are now entering a golden era for fine dining and coffee. Consumers are now seeking an incredible sensory coffee experience and many leading fine dining establishments have woken up to this fact and are delivering an elevated coffee offering. What will emerge in the years ahead will be exciting, delicious, and may even create new trends in the specialty coffee industry to come. And that's all for this week's Fifth Wave podcast. Please subscribe to the Fifth Wave wherever you get your podcasts. And if you've enjoyed this show, please recommend us to a friend or colleague. If you want to stay informed, visit worldcoffeeportal.com to get access to all the latest global coffee news, including the weekly Coffee Dose, our newsletter, collecting all the big coffee news stories of the week. Link in the show notes. This episode was produced in the one and only Serendipity Studios in glorious Camden, North London. It was produced by myself, Jeffrey Young, Hannah Heath, James Harper of Filter Productions, and sound engineering by Chris Brister. And this week's song, in collaboration with the Coffee Music Project, is Another Lonely Night by Trevan. Until next time, stay safe, stay passionate, stay culinary, and stay caffeinated. And all that I love without you, without you.